and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis. And Benjamin Holden. Big Dick We're... Energy 2023. Oh, well, I was just going to, yeah, okay, big energy. <laughs> big energy for 2023. It's actually, do you know what? Considering it's only the 4th of January, the... Oh, it's like just that? January. Cal, did you like that one? No. Cal loved that one. Dog shit, it's January. I feel like we've had a very good start to 2023 so far. I feel yeah. fucking pumped. feel great. Been full of flow, cracked ribs, not been able to train. Fantastic. Yeah, but that, I mean, that you leave that in 2022. Mine was more so around the point of, obviously, the My Coach 100% You New Year mm. Challenge. We have got over, I think it's 1,400 people now who've enrolled. Signed which this is week. literally insane because... We don't want to transform you. We don't want to turn into warriors. We don't want to crush you into the ground, which we think a lot of fitness challenges sometimes do. We've also seen some challenges that are like two weeks long, and it's like, what are you, what are you doing? It takes two weeks to get the ball rolling. So it's about habit and changes, and that's where one of the big things for us is a lot of people trying new things, doing new things. And that's the beautiful thing about fitness is that you don't have to do the same shit that you were doing last year if it didn't work for you or you didn't enjoy it. There's not a one-size-fits-all approach. And that's why there's no real longitudinal studies on weight loss and trainers because people like to vary the training and do different things and have different challenges and try different uh, aspects of training and fitness. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of people are doing with this new 100% new challenge that we've launched is there are people who are running there are people who are doing different forms of lifting because obviously you did the high rocks thing last year. Yeah, and then there's people, people train at home. Yeah, people train at home. There's lots of different elements. It's not just a a one one size fits all approach to it. Yeah, obviously my coach is a personal trainer in your pocket, and at the moment, until I think it's literally Friday at midnight, you can get fifty percent off the first month, which is again just insane behavior. So we will leave all the links below for you. If you click on the link, it will tell you everything you need to know about my coach, about how you join in. Also, join the Facebook community page because everyone is so a running off first great. live Q and A on there tonight, and that's one of the things yes, we'll yeah. be doing all through the challenge mm-hmm. is that you'll have direct help from me and Lucy who will be running lives in the group and one of the things, the new check-in feature. So one of the main reasons why people fail with the New Year's, new Year's resolutions is because they have zero accountability. So one of the big things that we've introduced with the check-in feature is that you'll be notified when it's time to do your check-in. There'll be a ton of metrics for you to be able to fill in based on what you want to measure and then you'll complete your check-in which will be logged and saved and that'll be your little accountability check-in through the check-in and also how we measure the, su- the success of the challenge. Yeah, it's also so wild because that check-in feature, would you believe it took us about six months to develop because there's so many different factors. We don't just want you to do your weight or your images. Obviously, it's all personal preference. So you could just want to measure your mood every week. You want to be like, I'm in, a, I'm in an eight out of 10 mood or I'm in a two out of 10 mood. And that's one thing we did introduce, obviously, with my coach. So, yeah, the link is below. Be quick so you can get the discount. And we officially start on the 9th of January. Mm-hmm. Boom. Thought this would be a... What is it? It would be a suitable and a relevant time to do a podcast on fat loss. Yeah. Because that is a lot of people's goals in January. And I thought it'd be interesting because every January there will be scammers extremists and everybody in between trying to sell you the best diet which does not exist and most of the time traditional weight loss is based on people's bmi and then you're told you need to lose this much weight to be in a healthy range and weight loss is 
the only thing it's like exclusively focused on by some people that is like the only goal and then the issue sometimes with that is when they fail at losing said weight like they've got this big goal mm. they give up on fitness so that's why it's important to focus on other metrics like we've just been speaking about and one of the, the best things that you can do even if fat loss is your goal is just focus on getting fucking massive because because when you want to build muscle it gives you a different focus and you will still lose body fat at the same time that's why i'm a big fan of body recomps and it's massively helpful for your mentality when it comes to fat loss as well i think one of the things we've always said and even when we first when it was my coach school r.i.p we said from like five years ago it's really important to to have a multitude of different goals in different areas and what i mean by that is it's good to have aesthetic goals you know it's good to want to look good naked but then if that's the only goal it can become very demotivating because progress isn't linear it doesn't happen like woo or all like that with the graph whichever way your graph is going and we've always said it's important to have like a health goal as well so do you want a healthier heart do you want fitter lungs to be able to run further and then add a performance element in there you want to deadlift 100 kilograms you want to run your first 5k and then you're in this multitude of three different areas and you'll honestly find that training is so much more enjoyable I spoke about this not long ago. When I was just focused on aesthetics, I was really miserable. I was really miserable. When I look back like four years ago and I only thought about what I looked like and I didn't have any other factors, I was quite sad. And I didn't enjoy training. I don't know whether you can contribute that just to that though. No, I, no. It was just part... I also had an eating disorder. But was that... Was the eating disorder part of... Because I only cared about what I looked it's, like? It's difficult to prove causation or correlation <coughs> there, isn't it? Well, see that. The flu's still there. So there's nothing wrong with people just wanting to look better naked, though. I don't know if it's a bad goal. I think it's just the way that you maybe celebrate yeah. those steps along the way. Because if your only measure of success is getting from point A to point B, it's going to be a pretty miserable process. Because mm-hmm. if we look at like the serotonin hits in the brain or when the endorphins release for, of achieving a goal... If you have lots of little goals along the way or load little uh, kind of key points in which you can celebrate or create positive feedback loop from, it's going to be way more motivating for you and a lot more enjoyable for you rather than just focus on that one big win that might or might not come at the end of that um, of that challenge or that goal or whatever you may have. I think there's um, been quite a lot of research, research? research. research and studies done this in terms of like the different wins so for example a lottery winner who may win the full jackpot how much is the jackpot millions it depends what the jackpot is on the night doesn't it rollovers um or versus someone who might win 100 grand the hit to the brain of like serotonin endorphins and happy feelings are exactly the same no matter how big the win is that's why i'm saying make sure to celebrate those small wins along the way because they would feel the same do you know what that reminds me of? The, the thing in Jill. <laughs> no, not watched. that. When you tricked me with that lottery ticket and I thought I'd won 250 grand. I was already in my head like thinking, oh, I'll give this much to my family. I'll invest. I'll get a house. And then my lottery ticket was fake. Yeah, so this, this, I called the number and everything. <laughs> this is a prank that um, we set set up on Lucy. Well, I set up on Lucy. I bought a fake ticket. It was, it was, in, in, was it during COVID? lockdown, wasn't it? And she scratched it off. Ben of one. Bear in mind, I don't do this, so I had to check. Ben of I, one. I was like, she's ringing the number. Goes to answer. What do I do? She le- She left an answer on the answer machine of whatever this number was. I was like, hi. Please I've, call me I've back. I've just won. Um, I've just won. Can you call me back? 
<laughs> and then Meg came upstairs because I was screaming, wasn't I? I was like, yeah. Megan. And then obviously Megan, I don't know how she knew, but she was like, did she you said, buy did the- you buy yourself? Yeah. And I was like, no, no, Ben bought it me. She's like, it's fake. You'll have to find that video because that was, you know, 10 out of 10 behavior there for a bit of a prank. Yeah. I'm glad you don't do pranks on me anymore. Did you guys see that the uh, the latest Powerball in the US was $2 billion? What is that? Just a massive rollover? A lottery, yeah. So they went... Five months. So someone won $2 billion, basically. Wow. See, that, that's just <sighs> one step have you too seen, far. Have you seen the stats on the... Um, the results of, like, people who win the lotteries, though, and how many of them go bankrupt? Is that in the UK? Any lottery winners? 70% of people who win over a million end up broke and a third one of them declare bankruptcy. You've got, to th- you've got to think about the actual... Ho- right, imagine from from going from now or day dot of whatever your journey is to your aim is to make a million pounds. Do you know how many fucking things happen in that process? Do you know how many times you've got to work 12, 13, 14 hour days. Do you know how many times you've got to live broke as fuck because you're putting every penny into your business? Do you know how many days there will be that you go home stressed, depressed, broken relationships, don't see friends, don't go out drinking because you're just fucking working your balls off to make that million pound? All of those things along that journey teach you something about becoming a millionaire. And when you just get it given to you, you have none of those tangible things. So you have no real concept for the value of that money that you've just got. Do you know what that sounded like? Like you're giving a pitch to a new film, didn't it? Like, like the uh, the the, ma- the like man to a million. That whoa, yeah, man to a million, man okay. to a million. You when you so you guys, just... if you want to become part of my new course, uh, just drop no, my PayPal details. Not even a course, well. like a movie. It's like yeah. you're kind of dictating a movie. Then, but no, I do fully. It it, it just annoys me that. that. Like, not I don't know if it annoys me, but there's there's things that come in people's weight loss journeys like that as well, and that's why I think the same thing for people who get liposuction or the gastric band and and often the success rate isn't always great is because you have no value there's no sweat equity in the game there's no skin in the game you haven't earned losing that weight loss and and gone through the hardship of training dieting and learn those things for life because those things that you learn across that journey that that's the real value mm. and that's what makes you value the end product even more i think the ones that even annoy me more are the uh, it's not it's not a gastric band i don't some people get gastric bands who have like kind of is it like a last last resort i don't know i know people have got them before and just pay for them i think on private but the people who just get like fat sucked out and get like brazilian butt jobs yeah. because i'm literally like you're 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 missing out on the whole process of like building your ass building muscle building you're literally which is, to be honest, Brazilian butt job is absolutely wild to me. That's what people just never value it. But, no, they don't. Um, talking about value. <laughs> you have literally gone through those so quick. So but, I said to Ben the other week. No, I've been living the soup diet, haven't I, through, yeah, through I've... Christmas? Because <laughs> I have not felt like it. my appetite's gone through the floor. But I put these little things in. They're like, are they chickpeas? Chick- they're like barbecue, barbecue chickpeas, chickpeas from Coro. Oh, my God. They bang. Well, I said to Ben, I was like, let's get some, you know, something savory. No, I, lo- I love chocolate. Let's try something savory. Oh, the chickpeas. That's disgusting, Ben. Alright. No. I mean, smell cow. Smell that. Smell smell that cow. That is barbecue chickpeas. Wow. Isn't it? I'm not actually going to crunch that on. No microphone because they are the crunchiest things and people will leave us a one-star review again for eating on on microphone 
Um, but they are absolutely delicious. Ben has been having them in his soup. I have them on my everything. <laughs> I just put them, I sprinkle them on all my salads and all people my food. Are, people are savage, you know. Why? Do you know, like, if I go to a restaurant or something? Mm. I've just finished that first. Uh, link is below. Code is not so fit five. Whoop, whoop, for discount. Healthy whole snacks that you can pop in your cupboard sorry do you know what i also got and i i didn't tell cal to bring this up from the cupboard the cardboard box in the cupboard cow with the little squirty juice thing is ginger juice in a tub so every morning i squ i squirt myself a bit of ginger juice and have that every morning that's from coro sorry just add that in there the um when you go to restaurants or wherever it is wherever you're leaving a review it would take a lot for me to leave a one-star review you know unless the waiters come over and shit on the table or the food just didn't come I'm not leaving a one-star review. So the fact that someone's crunched the crisp on the podcast of three years' work and decided to put a one-star review, I will come and sh shit in your tea and coffee cups around your house if I find you. It was definitely you who, who did that. Well, I just wanted to shit in my own coffee No, cups. it was you who ate on microphone. Oh, yeah. Probably. I can fully vouch for that. And you also pump, and it's just really, that's inappropriate. It's just absolutely human nature. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you can shop Coro below. I... I think actually we have completely different show notes today, but I think it makes the podcast more interesting anyway, because I, when we, when we said we were going to do a podcast talk about fat loss, I'm also went down the route of five reasons why you are not losing fat mm -hmm. rather than this is how you lose fat. Because I think it, for some people, it's really important to take a step back and actually pinpoint why you might not be losing it because it might be, it might be something so blatantly obvious and I think you said this in an Instagram post, Ben. So I'm just copywriting you. Copywriting. Copy I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm saying you. you're. Um, but three things you are not. You are not genetically cursed. You don't have a damaged metabolism and you're not too old. I think sometimes people will go to those factors rather than looking at something really simple, which it literally could be you're overestim overestimating your calorie intake. Do you, know, do you know anyone who's popping up on your feed or podcasts, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, emails, wherever, who's telling you that they have the source or the cure to boost your metabolism or your metabolism being broke is the reason why you're not losing weight is a wanky shithead. Like, it's just, it's just crap sales jargon to try and lure people into a false sense of security around something they have no clue about and then trying to sell something to them that's going to boost the metabolism. It's, I've seen a lot of them on TikTok. I think the worst social media platform for fitness, fat loss, life is is genuinely TikTok. Some of the ads that I have seen or just some of the shit you see, I just think, where have you pulled it from? I can't, I can't quite understand it. And then obviously a lot of those trail across anyway into Instagram, but a lot of people will see predominant fat loss fads on TikTok, I'd say. Yeah, I'm just um, pulling off what makes up metabolism. So the reason why your metabolism can't be broken is because it's made up of different factors. And if we look at those factors of, of what they are, like your, your metabolism can definitely change. And that's because if you're focusing on weight loss, obviously we've got BMR, um, You've got your NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Sorry, I'm just going to sneeze. <clears throat> Bless you. Can you tell the rest of them in? Yeah, you've got your EAT, your exercise activity thermogenesis. You've got your thermic effect of food. Yeah. Um, what else did you say? 
Uh, you've got your BMR as well. Yeah, you've got your BMR, your basic metabolic rate. It's just basically living. And <laughs> living. The, the reason why it can change is because if you lose weight, your total daily energy expenditure is going to come down because you now mm-hmm. weigh less. Or if you start eating less, the thermic effect of food is less. Or if you start moving more, you're going to be expending more of it if you move less exactly the same so metabolism changes but just because it changes doesn't mean it's broken i think it's one i would say and this this isn't at all in a horrible way but i think sometimes people like to fall back on different excuses to why they might not be losing weight and i absolutely know it it's hard like any sort of goal building muscle losing fat losing weight increasing strength they're hard goals and i think it's really important to try and not tell yourself your genetically cursed or your metabolism's damaged or you're too old because then you're you're giving yourself a reason not to keep going um one of the points that i wanted to make can i make a point you don't put your hand up, i do yeah. i do because sometimes i can't i just can't see sometimes so it's just to get hello the first one is actually you're so... you're like hermione in harry potter you know where snape gets pissed off and he's just like fuck off yeah why just answering questions because i'm really clever I actually am. I am actually really clever. Just common sense isn't probably up there. In your own world. Yes. Anyway, underestimating your calorie intake. And this basically means you are unknowingly overeating. Obviously, when, I don't know, you measure your calories or whatever you're doing, 99% of people overeat on their calorie intake. And that was from a study. And it was an American study, so sometimes it's a pinch of salt. But women reported 1,340 calories that they thought they were eating, but they were actually eating 2,586. This was in the paper of the British Journal of Nutrition as well. Oh, was it? Okay, so I pulled it from an American journal, but that's okay. It's in an English one as well. You have to understand 1,340 to 2,586 is significantly different. That's over a 1,000 calories a day. And that's just from underestimating your calorie intake. So that's from eating too much food for fat loss. So simply, you're not in a calorie deficit. So as I said before, when you're trying to pinpoint thinking, oh, why why haven't like, you know, I've, I've not lost fat or I've not, I've not dropped weight this week. It could be down to the simple fact that you're just, you're estimating wrong it's not a bad thing just maybe you need to use my fitness pal for a little bit or if you don't have the best relationship with my fitness pal just lower down your portion sizes a bit just track and note down if you're snacking and it's just being a bit more aware Mm -hmm. the average the average person underestimates they think by around 30 percent so even for me in January, I went back into my... I haven't used my fitness pal for a while, but the start of January, because uh, that's where most people kind of refresh the deck again, like I went on a savage throw-out thing and uh, throwing loads of shit out of the house, clothes and stuff, and new diary and went through my fitness pal again and put as many new calories that I needed for January because I'm trying to drop down to under 190 pounds at the moment. It's it's um It's a useful tool just to use, even if you're just using it once to kind of rein things in and polish the ted again of knowing exactly where you're at but because even nutritionists in that report underreported calories by uh, 220 oh really so so even dietitians are often off with reporting so this is why my fitness pal can actually be a, a really useful tool even even if it's just a tidy up and again you don't need to use it every single day it's like you don't need to check your bank account every day 
was Cal about to say something then? Yeah, just a quick one. Do you guys remember what happened with the pancakes incident last year? <laughs> yeah. About that. As, as people who are very much like aware of calories. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think... But that's Cal, Cal, was, give, give you some credit. Was, it was like three years fair, ago. It was me. It wasn't. It, it was wasn't. last year. We were in this house. I was are you talking about Ben's? Yeah, I was making pancakes every day. And... <sighs> But based and this is this is prime example by the way making pancakes every day I was like yeah spank the patty chocolate pancakes lemon putting it all into my fitness pal and the flour I was like flowers around this many calories just input it or the weight I think it was this is the the weight for we what I thought I was using pounds. I was I was kind of having triple the amount of flour and that from what I thought was two hundred calories was five hundred calories. Or more yeah. than that, actually. It was around 800 no, calories. No, it was like 800. Yeah. And we started having pancakes every day because it had been Shrove Tuesday or whatever yeah. it's called, Pancake Day. And we were like, oh my fucking God, they're well tasty. We're going to keep making them. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, I was uh, I was also doing my ultra. So I was trying to cane in the calories. So I hadn't even processed. And then Ben one day was like, oh, I'm just going to whack it in my fitness pal to check the flour. It was 800 calories from what we'd been using. And you were just like, oh. Yeah. Right. It was just pure fatty batter, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we did go through a bit of a period. I'm a bit off-put them now because we had them so much. But that is, you know, some ingredients of stuff you don't even realise. And that was one of my next points. I think on that, Sorry, though, the, the, on. One, of the, one of the reasons I put this in and whilst you're on calories is there's been... Uh, Stephen did a podcast this week with a guy called Tim Spector. Nothing to do with James Bond, before you ask. And it's been widely talked about in the fitness community. Um, and there's some controversial topics in there as well. Have you listened to it yet? I have listened to parts of it. I've not got all the way through yet, though. I haven't listened to it all. I've listened to a little bit of it. And I have saw the snippet, which I think is the most controversial thing on Instagram. Is that the one where it says exercise? Yeah, one, one of the biggest weight. claims on the podcast that calories don't matter when it comes comes to weight loss. and. I mean, the guy in the actual podcast does speak a lot of sense and he's he's right on some points and then wrong on some points as well. For me, like anyone who says that calories aren't important for weight loss is just chatting utter shit. Out of their bum yeah. hole. And it's most probably because that person's trying to sell something. And um, the one thing that Tim tries to drive home is the importance of food quality, which I don't think anyone can argue with like if we if we took like a i don't know a fucking kfc and then looked at the nutritional value compared to like a nutritionally dense meal it's obvious that that's that's a no-brainer and, and foods that are deemed ultra processed or fast foods are often meals or foods that don't leave us satiated and often want us or leave us wanting more or ha- and having more temptation which is why often people talk about food quality versus kind of those whole foods which have had uh, which aren't ultra processed and have been tampered with less and give us better kind of um, long-term energy release rather than that short, short-term short kick. The thing that pissed me off a little bit about the claims that were made in the podcast was to do with with um, his claim that there's no longitudinal studies on calorie counting, which to the viewer makes you think, fucking hell, is that you know evidence on calorie counting even works? But the reason why there's no longitudinal studies is because no one calorie counts for long, long... No one's calorie counting for three, four, five, six years. Who the fuck's going to sign up to that? Mm. You're going to calorie count for every day for a study? No. No. No one's, no one's going to do that. It's a little bit like saying what would happen from continuous masturbation. We don't know because no one's going to have a wank for 
months off for a year. Are they? I bet there is someone who has done no that. No way. I no way. I guarantee. Imagine choking the chicken for a year. You just end up with like skin burns <laughs> and everything. So that's why there's no long term studies because nobody wants to do it. And most people who are using calorie counting are using it for like a tool or an intervention to help with weight loss and are using it for a short period of time. And the thing that calorie counting does, it teaches the person or educates the person a lot more around nutrition and helps them understand nutritional value so they can then continue on the weight loss journey. No one's using and saying calorie counting must be a part of your life forever. No, and I think you use calorie counting in different ways. People always think, oh, you just have to use calorie counting for fat loss. I hadn't calorie counted or like used my fitness pal for a really long time. And then when I started doing my ultra prep, I had to start tracking again because I wasn't eating enough. Mm -hmm. So I had to make sure my calories were like up 4,000 or 5,000 by using my fitness pal. I think the people who are really, really against calorie tracking, they have very loud voices and they make it very clear. But a lot of those people also had disordered eating or it didn't work for them personally. If something doesn't work for you personally, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. But their claim that it doesn't work is based on the fact that they can't sustain it. No one's saying, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Nobody's saying calorie count for the rest of your life. It's an intervention. It's a tool. It's useful for people to do. No, most weight loss, most diets, if you look at the research, don't work long term because people like to try different things. People like to experiment. People like, people have changes in their life. People have priorities that go on. But there was, um, there was a study, I think it was a study on um, the systemic review of the literature, um, which looked at the association between self-monitoring and weight loss. Um, Why are the titles? Sorry. It's a systemic Why are the titles always it's just a, like it's the a, systemic of literature it's a in the It's a systemic study because a systemic review is a summary of a medical literature that uses reproducible um, systemical search and, and critically appraises the literature and the literature that was involved in that study i think there was like 22 plus 15 different case studies on it so it's not like people are going oh they heard, they heard this fucking piece of research on weight loss and calorie count there is fucking loads of it yeah like they're just not long-term term studies and then uh, they found a significant association between self-monitoring and weight loss which proves the point so i think if you if you were to put your sensible hat on um what you'd probably look at is like extremists it's like if you have carnivore diet versus veganism like what is best you've got two different camps arguing for different things well probably somewhere in the middle most of the time the answer lies somewhere in the middle you don't need to be an extreme of anything and the, the fact that this guy's arguing that gut health is like the be all and end all to weight loss and you don't need to count calories and calories aren't important anyone who's banging the drum for something extreme you can probably take with a pinch of salt and finding somewhere in the middle is probably the happy medium you also just as a fun fact, um, you don't shit out fat, <laughs> you breathe it out. Yeah. And I think gut health is amazing. Like I think I've got a very healthy gut and I've always looked after it since I did have those issues with anxiety a really long time ago. But I think people think you poo out your fat and you poo out your weight. You literally don't, you breathe it out. So you when- you, you obviously do shit out weight because once once I've been for a- Yeah, but then you, you eat in the, in the morning. It's just mm -hmm, against the point. You don't poo out fat. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of people, when they're talking about gut health, when you, well, when I think about gut health, you do think about your intestines and your gut and everything working fluidly. I think a lot of people from that podcast would 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 think 
you excrete fat and you lose weight by going to the toilet all the time. That's one yeah. of the things that I would... I, I, when I had an eating disorder, I used to bang in laxatives every single day because I thought I was yeah. excreting uh, I my weight put, loss. That's why they put on the blocks now that it put, says something like laxatives will not help with weight loss because yeah. I think people were abusing them for that reason. What was the point... Because this is the... I only saw the snippet on Stephen's actual Instagram page where the, the main clickbait thing, the first thing he said was exercise doesn't... I've not listened to... He said something like exercise doesn't help yeah i've not weight listened to the full podcast yet so i couldn't i can't comment, comment no on i've that. not but that was so clever to use that as just like a clickbait thing because you the, could say exercise on its own wouldn't equate to weight loss the, because the, you could be eating in a surplus the difficult thing is now though is people he's steven's got a great well listened to um an authoritative voice and podcast of which people are going to listen to now and then People have already seen people on social media going bullshit, calories inverse calories. It's not bullshit. It's just because you've listened to this guy now on the mm-hmm. on the podcast. The thing that we should be taking away from the podcast is that quality of food, yes, is important, but so is the quantity of food. Mm-hmm. The, both things matter when it comes to long term health and weight loss. Well, it's the same with his point about exercise doesn't help you lose weight. No, probably not. If you just exercised and you were eating shit tons of food, no, yeah, it wouldn't not help. Therapy. But exercise is amazing for your heart health, your cardiovascular system, your respiratory system, how you feel. Are you getting a call? That was so weird. Was that? It was that. I thought that was really threw me off and I thought someone was getting like a dingling call. Um, But you could say the same for exercise. Like it has its benefits, but no, on its own, it probably solely won't equate to weight loss. So the way the podcast was done in that sense, I thought was very... Yeah clickbait whilst on that topic as well probably one of the best places you can start now it's talking about food quantity and an energy deficit and a calorie deficit a lot of people struggle to know what their calories are that was one of the other claims on the podcast actually that um there's no set kind of thing for where people's calories should be and there's no way of really really working that out and I, i often see this argument from from some female coaches online that all females shouldn't be on like 1500 calories I agree to some, to some extent, but when we're looking at like calorie deficits, the amount of calories that most people are on doesn't differ that much unless you're on an extreme, unless you're severely overweight or you're severely underweight, people's calories are somewhere in the middle. Like they don't differ that much, if that makes sense. So for example, if me and Cal were to do uh, a weight loss journey, Cal, how much do you weigh? I'm sure you don't mind me asking you. I was right now 201 pounds. So I'm closer to 190 pounds, but mine and Cal's calories would probably be exactly the same or there or thereabout when it comes to weight loss and we're 10 pounds different. So people's calories don't fluctuate as much. They don't need to be as personalized as people think. Like most, that's why that thing comes out of like the average for whatever age, female, etc. is. If you kind of had a list of 100 girls and they all differed in weight, the amount of change in those calories wouldn't be as significant as what people believe. But the best place to start is a calorie calculator. And this is what I think one of the guys, the guy was saying about it is that it's hard to know. Yeah, it's hard to know because using or guessing where your calories is is a moving target. Mm. So when we use things like calorie calculator, which we'll leave one in the descriptions of YouTube and the podcast channel, our one is extremely reliable, runs off a fantastic formula. It's the Benedict formula. It is indeed. It's not 100% accurate. 100% accurate, nothing is. But it is a starting point. It does not know um, your TDE, um, 
it's guessing at what your training intensity is it doesn't know exactly what the differentiation differentiations are in your day-to-day activity one day you could be sitting on the sofa watching netflix the next day you could be hiking mount everest so it, it can't take that kind of change in movement from day to day and the other thing is that your body will start to adapt to that um and become efficient at utilizing that amount of energy as you drop weight but it is the most reliable way that you can get your calories to start with i think also as well it's okay that it is not 100 percent accurate mm-hmm. your garmin your whoop your fitbits your apple they're not 100 percent accurate they never will be like nothing in life is 100 percent accurate it's quite nice for a lot of people to have a ballpark figure mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, don't take everything so intense and extreme. It needs to be But people need to things perfect. in black and white, don't they? And that's not what calorie calculators are. But the calorie calculator formula that we use is accurate and it will give you a good starting point. What you then do is if, if you're hitting that exact number and you're putting on weight or losing weight, you just move the calories up or down depending on where you're at. And that's what I mean. It gives you a good start basis to shoot from. I, just on that point as well, going back to the five reasons why you might not be losing fat, it might not even be that you have to just suddenly drop your calories because you, you might be overeating anyway or you're not tracking correctly or something's amiss. But then also the one that we always, it's not we all we don't always talk about it, but I think it's an important one to talk about is condiments yeah. and liquids. And you absolutely shouldn't avoid condiments or like liquidy drinks, so Starbucks or whatever it is. But I think it's just also really important to know roughly that if you're on a fat loss journey or weight loss journey and you're having for example olive oil with your cooking three meals a day per tablespoon it's 100 calories so it's 300 calories a day which is 2100 over the week and uh what was the start i think the starbucks latte for a, a medium or a small just a latte you know a coffee 190 cals so if you're having one a day quick maths don't know a lot <laughs> Like 1,700 a week? Kyle, help me out. 190 calories. What are you trying to multiply it by? Seven. Like 12, 13, 12, 14. Yeah, see, there. But again, that's not to scare anyone. Have whatever the fuck you want. My God, the amount of burger sauce and mayonnaise and cheese and liquids and everything I have is astronomical. But I also know that my gingerbread latte, my venti that I was having every Christmas was 500 calories a day. Mm. And I was having one every single day because I love them so very much. People just need to be a little bit more aware. So as you said there, you could just drop your calories down, but then also just double check, are you having three lattes a day? Like one of your old clients, I think it was even from like three years ago, was having the caramel macchiato venti or something from Starbucks. He was having two a day, which is... 700 calories extra a day so that's 4,900 extra a week and he was asking you why why aren't I losing weight like that's mm. my goal and you said well, let's just drill into well, it a, a bit that's, more that's the thing though isn't like if people people just don't add it in because it's like a small thing or it doesn't count it's like if let's try and make this comparative if you ask someone how many people they've slept with in their life if they slept with this person on a night out it was a one night stand but the only did the rumpty pumpty for 30 seconds. Yeah, doesn't, matter how, doesn't it. matter how short it is. It still fucking counts. It's still a number. Yeah, but they wouldn't want it to count counts. it. Or whether you've got a big big sausage or little sausage. It still counts. So those numbers still add up and they still got to be, be equated for. I mean, that, yeah. Great comparison. But I think it is an important point to make because 
just have have them absolutely but then just have also all the have all of the meaty sausage with your mayonnaise and your starbucks drink <sighs> you're disgusting but just be aware that that might be a reason why you, yeah you know not losing your target weight or whatever it is mm-hmm. I had another point, but I think you were about to say no, something. No. Shoot, shoot from the hip. Shoot from the hip. Um, okay, overestimating your active calories burned and eating more to compensate for the calories burned. So I know we spoke about MyFitnessPal a lot. It's because it's one of the main calorie tracking things. If you don't change the settings on MyFitnessPal, when, and it has like your exercise and your food and things like that. So say if you went to the gym or you did a run and you burn 500 calories. What my fitness pal does is it adds it back on. Yeah. So your calorie goal might be 2000 a day and then it has a little plus sign and it puts 500 and then it puts equals 2500. You don't that's not normal on a calorie calculator. When you calculate your calories properly, it already equates your activity level. So that's already taken into the equation. You shouldn't be adding back on the calories you've you've just burned because mm-hmm. it's kind of counterproductive um exactly the same if it's muscle building weight loss fat loss it doesn't matter what it is you don't add back on you just need your calories set mm-hmm. at the um the right the right place but not a lot of people know that about my fitness pal because it's the it's the automatic setting that it comes with i mean i turned mine off years ago straight away because i was like why is it adding food back on mm-hmm. so there's a fun fact for you Yes, nice. That that was just a really the, point. The, the thing that I want to quickly talk about because I think a lot of people <laughs> will be looking for it through January. And this is what tends to happen. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Uh, it's rapid fat loss, and um, just to note, like if you use a calorie calculator, if you use ours, for example, there's going to be an extreme uh, calorie intake on there. Um, those there's a small number of people who are actually like clinically need them. Who will need that low amount of calories because they struggle to lose calories on a, a bigger weight loss um and that sounds harsh but but it, it it's true that's why they brought out things like the soup and shake diet and people went batshit crazy about it that soup and shake diet wasn't for the general population it's for people who were on the verge of dying or having diabetes so when we look at these extreme intakes there's sometimes sometimes for people like that but they're also for people who are implementing diet breaks so what i sometimes do and did do last year is i was using diet breaks so i do two weeks at mega aggressive calories and two weeks at maintenance two weeks at aggressive calories two weeks at maintenance so they're used for that as well don't just dive in the deep end and use aggressive calorie intake on the calorie calculator because you think i'm going to do this and lose weight way quicker the sustainability of it for most people isn't going to be ideal especially if you've been sitting on the, the sofa like a fat fuck all christmas and then going to do it, being a fucking a Zulu warrior and eating nothing, it's not going to turn out well for you. So rapid fat loss, I don't recommend for most people to start with it. For literally almost everyone, yeah. To be honest, yeah. got to be a- sustainability is always an issue when it comes to fat for everyone. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. So socials of um, some people do this on like socials to act like Billy Big Dick. I. Often when I do weight loss phases, we'll do this rapid fat loss thing for like a couple of weeks. But the thing that you've got to remember is that I've been doing this kind of thing for like 10 years. I'm a coach, I'm a personal trainer. It's my life, it's my job. It's easy for me to do because I don't have these other lifestyle issues and uh, work-related issues or kids to be to have to deal with it as well. And I'll only do it for a short period of time because I've got like a high accountability. 
so i'll 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 sometimes lower calories really low hit my weight and then i'll just i'll t- sit in maintenance i won't sit these rapid fat loss calorie intakes for for long periods of time it's just not healthy it's i think as well when new year 2023 say if you had a goal of i want to lose six pounds a lot of people will go like right i'll i'll take off 600 calories of my day, daily intake no 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 take off 200 do that for a couple of weeks and see how you progress and then you might need to drop to a 400 calorie deficit but as ben said this is just talking of general fat loss if that's your goal don't dive in so far at the deep end because it's really demoralizing you won't be able to stick to that calorie intake very well and if you only have a couple of pounds to lose you'd never need to to, to drop to that extent anyway mm-hmm. one of the really important things to note just with fat loss weight loss building muscle and things like that is you need to realize sometimes that if your body fat isn't dropping or your weight isn't dropping and but but you're feeling good your progress images you look you're feeling really good you might actually be going through body recomposition which is a lot of the time your weight will pretty much stay the state this you should still be losing a bit of weight though because you can't put on muscle tissue at the same rate that you'd lose body fat yeah but it is in like your fat loss might be like really really small and you might be thinking what the hell if you're weight training as well most commonly you will be building muscle as well as losing fat obviously they're quite opposite goals but they can happen at the same time it's just much much of a longer term goal just make sure you take that in mind when you are looking at progress and that's why we always say to people it is important to you know take different measurements like take measurements of your what are they called when it's just measurements of your body circumferences of like your hips or whatever and then progress images and weight if you want to take your weight rather than just focusing on one of the metrics the good the the other good type of population that rapid fat loss or those type of calories that are good for or the great for the obese population because which is what the calories and menus were for it's 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 good because for for that type of person who's been overweight all their life and they try different things it's hard for them to stay motivated when you are not seeing anything or you're not seeing a lot of change so sometimes it's good for that type of person to kickstart their journey and whether people like it or not there are going to be some people who try rapid weight loss so we need to educate those people as well and motivation is a is a key player in that as well so the person who is obese may have tried everything and anything and nothing has worked them to lose weight um so it improves their self-belief if they can drop like a a large amount of weight quite quickly and especially for someone who is really really overweight their calorie intake in a deficit is is actually still going to be quite high mm-hmm. and they could probably move that calorie intake down further and their appetite not be affected too much by that so that again is a population where the rapid weight loss calories might be um quite useful for obviously there's this downsides for the everyday person using it you're gonna be tired you're gonna be hungry you're gonna have high appetite you're gonna have energy spikes then drop in energy they're not good for people who have um suffered with disordered eating 100 not for those type of people i think a really important point for us to finish this podcast on unless you had another snippet is it's it's okay if your goal is fat loss genuinely if you want if you've come into 2023 and thought you know what i just fit i want to lose a bit of fat i want to lose three kilos it's fucking okay and i'm saying this out of place of your goals or your your own goals 
I personally don't have a fat loss goal this year. That's absolutely fine. I've got a performance goal. Everyone will have their own individual goals that w- they wish to achieve. You will find a lot of people on social media telling you that you do not need to change. You don't fucking need to change. That's not the point of it. But if you want to achieve something, you go out and just fucking achieve it. There's a lot of people who will be like, oh, you don't you don't need goals. What's fucking? yourself a goal you know have something to strive towards doesn't matter what it is if someone else tries to put you down for your goal that you've chose yourself give him the finger yeah i think there's there's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve things in life i always think about this sometimes if i could see into the future or like be in the past and have these two versions of ben one has worked hard put in effort had goals achieved things versus the the ben that just sits on the couch and does fuck all and feels sorry for himself which Ben mentally is going to physically feel better and which version is also going to operate and achieve things and be in a better positive mentality that the guy who got up and did shit. Like, I don't want to die a fucking wanky waste space. So why would you want to do that? I want to try and live an an unoptimal but enjoyable enjoyable life. Like, why would you want to die and not have achieved anything and not not have tried anything and just go, oh, just can't be lost. Add that into your man's familiar movie. Just going to do nothing. It's like just fucking grab life by the ball sometimes and go out and try and want to do something. Things might be hard sometimes and things will get difficult sometimes. But like we said at the start of the podcast, these are things that will teach you value and move you forward in other aspects of life as well because you've had to go through some, some hardship. When you go through hard shit, that's what makes people. It makes you not a melt. It, it, it makes you a hardened individual to be able to deal with other things in life and make other decisions and be a better person. Also as well, everyone's hard is different. And that's really important to remember that. Don't compare yourself to other people. Everyone's hard is completely different. My hard this year, mine are, God, I've set myself some hard goals this year, but they will be different to a woman who has three kids and a full-time job and her goal might be, to run a 5k and for her that's going to be a hard goal Mm -hmm. that's her hard that's that's great you do that for you i have my own hard goals that i want to achieve and that's really important to look at other people for inspiration but never look at them for comparison to yourself because you're not them and they're not you yeah and there's going to be days where you're not going to be austin and stuff and you can't be austin and stuff and there are days that you still fucking get up and do stuff i had the question about this sometimes someone asked me on instagram do you think you should still train when you don't feel like it because you often say oh just uh, just have a day off just chill today shut the fuck up and get up and do something like if you only train on the days that you wanted to fucking train you would do fucking nothing if you wanted to make money on the days that you could only be asked you would make nothing you've got to do things when you don't feel like it i'm not (coughs) saying be forced against your will to do things that you don't want to do but if you say you're going to do something fucking do it Mm. Because you'll feel great at the end of from doing it and following things through. I've fucked stuff off in the past before and I feel shit from not doing it. But then when I push through it, I feel way better and I feel a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. Mo- Motivation is a really weird one, isn't it? It's not around all the time. It, will, it won't be around all yeah. the time and you can't rely on it. It Obviously, if you're ill or injured, different pot kettle fish. Yeah. Is that the right thing to say? Pot kettle black, is it? <sighs> is it not a pot kettle fish? different kettle of fish there you go wow we've got got them all mixed up um yeah if you're injured or ill that's we're not saying that but if it's just like oh can't be asked sometimes 
we can't be asked. We really can't. I could not for the life of me be asked for the gym this morning. And I had a great session. That's what we're here for, to fucking give you a kick up the arse every now and again. You keep accountable with us on, on my coach. You listen to the podcast and we get shit done. We get shit done. Don't. Hold. Back. Boom. Mic drop. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review preferably not a one star because we ate off the mic i'm gonna say that for the rest of life in every in your tea (laughs) (laughs) um we really really appreciate you and 2023 is going to be an amazing year for the not so fit couple podcast we have a lot of incredible guests line up if there is anyone who you want to see on the podcast comment out on the youtube or on the spotify and we will we will make that happen in 2023 yeah and also get involved in the 100% you Micro's challenge which yep. will be closing soon so make sure you jump on board before it does because we're gonna have an epic 12 weeks together yeah keeping each other accountable Absolutely. in the group weekly lives check-ins loads of cool shit and also we're going to be running another event for those members at the is it near the end of the challenge as well which we'll tell you more about do you just wink at me or were you winking at I was, everyone? I was kind of squinting so winking at everyone i was searching through yeah every orifice i literally when ben winks at me it gives me a butterfly <laughs> but i think he was winking at all you guys then to be honest yeah. but we will see you in next week's episode bye guys bye